the path to success is long and it's hard and it's uh, varies. It goes off in all kinds of different directions. But if you think you don't have the pedigree, if you think you don't have what it takes to get to the next level, if you think you're always just going to be a, and you don't see yourself as the, then I want you to listen to this podcast. Dr. Radia Blanton, not always a doctor, will share her story next. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours. Here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. And then I tell you what, folks, when you're when you're listening to the show and you think, ah, I know exactly how to get there. I know exactly what to do. I know my steps to success. I've got the path lined out. As soon as you think you have that straight, get ready because there's something that's going to come and, and blow you up. And so we are going to talk a little bit about grit along the way on the path to success with our guest today, Dr. Radia Blanton. She is the Associate Dean Liberal Arts at Cuyahoga Community College. And Dr. Blanton, I'm so excited to have you on the show at Dash of Grit. Well, thanks so much, Brian. I'm so honored to be a part of the show and happy to be here today. And we're happy to have you. I, I, I've spent a lot of time around education and education mm-hmm. folks, and, and uh-huh. I know how at all levels, whether it be kindergarten or high school or, or college, it's so important mm-hmm. and so hard and yep. constantly changing. And each student that you run across, regardless of their age, is the most important person in your world at that point. And that's a, that's a hard way to go. And thank you for your efforts. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's a great honor to be in this role and, you know, be able to to help those students that you all just 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 mentioned. You know, like like you said, we're a community college here at Tri-C and, you know, we get students from all walks of life, you know, young, right out of high school, you know, older working adults, you know, folks with families. And so people have their own, you know, they come to you and they just have their own stuff that they are trying to manage. And it's, it's a great honor to be able to help a student day by day. You know, you know, the great joy in this job is at the end of each day, when I leave work, I can go home and know that I've helped at least one student. So it's very fulfilling and rewarding. You've made a difference. And and we're going to talk a little bit about the path and the hard path that it takes to get from where you began to where you are and where you are is a, is a very important role at Cuyahoga Community College. But what I'd like to do before that, maybe talk to me a little bit about what success means to you, what success is for Cuyahoga Community College. Let me know. I know how hard it is to be a dean. But sure. <laughs> what does that mean as far as success for you? Share that with us, would you? You know, success for me at this stage in life is the personal fulfillment. Am I able to come to work every day and do something that I'm passionate about, do something that impacts, you know, families, individuals, and and overall our community? And I'm able to do that in this work that I do here at Tri-C. You know, like I said, I'm able to help a student every day. Mm -hmm. I'm able to help a faculty member every day. Um, And at the end, you know, at the end of it all, the the most, the most fulfilling moment for me every year at Tri-C is participating in commencement. It Mm -hmm. gives me chills uh, to be, you know, with our students that you see on these campuses and, you know, maybe they've had some challenges and you've seen them around and they are, you know, at commencement and in their cap and gown and celebrating and they are so happy 
and it's it's fun to watch that this is their life you know yeah. this is this is their future kind of opening up and their path un- unfolding so it is absolutely the most fulfilling moment um you know, of the time that I spend here at Tri-C. So that's, that's, you know, it's that personal, that it's, it's personal fulfillment for me as well to watch these students, you know, kind of achieve and, and see yeah. them move on. You know, sometimes they'll reach back out and say, Hey, thanks for your help. And this is what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, but that's just such a great moment. And, you know, it's a great moment for the college as well. So um, I really, I started off as a social worker, right? 20 plus years ago, I started off as a social worker and that work was very hard. It's very hard. My head goes off to all of the social workers that are doing that work. Oh man. Um, And it's getting harder and it's getting harder. harder. It's getting harder. So I see this work that I do at Tri-C, it's, it's still a helping profession. So, um, the lucky part for me is I get more instant gratification with the commencement ceremony, you know, both in, in, in the spring and in the, in the winter. So, um, that's what that's what makes it all worth it for me. I think there's no better success in life than when you can judge your own success by the success of others. Absolutely. I mean, that's what else what else are we here for? And I think many businesses can do that. Um, and, and maybe sometimes a business misses out on the opportunity when they focus yeah. on themselves. And so uh, congratulations on realizing that. Before we go back to, I, I really want to hear about that path that includes the social worker <laughs> and now you're a dean. But I'm, I'm wondering real quickly about Cuyahoga Community College. Sure. What niche does it serve? There's all kinds of opportunities for higher education. There's there's a hundred of them, and I could count them all quickly. But right. Cuyahoga Community College serves a specific niche, or at least provides a uh, maybe a different opportunity. What is that? In, in a few words, you know, I think we try to be holistic in how we um, service our students. Overall, community colleges, you know, were designed to um, address needs for um, women and veterans Mm -hmm. and minorities. And so we're still operating from that perspective and still, you know, trying to help students that are coming to us either, you know, they may, you know, want a two-year degree and move on to a four-year institution. So we do everything that we can to provide services for those students so they can come to us, get all the requirements that they need and move forward to their four-year institution. We also work with um, the workforce division. So you may have someone that's out there in the workforce doing something and they just want to upskill. So they just need to take a couple of classes. So we work with those students as well and try to wrap services around them and, you know, the right programs that they need so they can continue their workforce journey and either, you know, move to someplace else or, or, you know, progress and get uh, promotions in the jobs that they currently have. Uh, We have a great niche of healthcare workers as well, healthcare education as well. And so huge nursing program, you know, a a large health care careers field and options for students that are looking for uh, radiology technology or polysomnography. I like saying that. Mm, I can't (laughs) say that. Thank you for you. Thank you for saying it. (laughs) It's it's, it's a sleep study, Um, but just, just that tech. So just, you know, any, any of those career tracks, you know, we, we have a program for you as well. And, you know, I can't, um, uh, fail to mention the uh, police academy that we have as well. And so, you know, we do a lot of workforce training. We do preparation for students, like I said, that are moving forward to a four-year institution and one of, you know, a four-year education. So we we try to wrap it all up in a nice little bundle and, and try to, you know, make sure that we have all the needed resources that our students need to keep moving forward. 
Yeah. And I'm glad I asked because I think that's kind of what I thought you would say. And I'm, I'm yeah. really glad that uh, there is an option for everyone uh, in yeah. higher education and an option driving the future of the workforce and things of that sort. And so um, yeah. that's fantastic. And I'm glad you're there. So here's here's the way this works, right? Dr. Okay. Blanton, people, people see you on the road and they say, look, look at that. That's that, look at her. That's Dr. Radia Blanton. She's the dean at Cuyahoga Community oh. College. And, and everyone says, wow. But it wasn't always like that, right? No, let's talk about when it wasn't. And let's let's talk about this is about grit and hurdles. Let's talk about the hard path to the successful sure. position that you're in now. Oh, Brian. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so when you talk about grit, you know, I think about perseverance. I think about courage. And I think about the self-talk. What, what what do we tell ourselves to keep moving forward? So, you know, I'm I'm not unlike any of the the students that come to Tri C. Mm. You know, um, I didn't have a, a a straight pathway of you know and plan of what I was going to do with my life. You know, I went away to school that didn't work out. I came back home and I went to Tri C. I went to Tri C. Okay. So I am a Tri C graduate. Um, and even when I was here at Tracy, I wasn't quite sure, you know, of my career track, but I knew education was the key. So I, I was at Tracy, I was a part-time student and I was working in the auto parts store. Okay. And so this was years ago. I was young. I looked very young and, you know, women didn't work in auto parts stores. And so it was my first, when I look back at it, it was my first experience with gender roles, you know, and how do you get past gender roles? I was a cashier, but I learned how to look up car parts and I learned how to service customers. And I, you know, I, I, I rose to a management level, you know, with, within, within that auto parts store. And it was a great experience. Tell me real quick about that, because I've walked into auto parts stores and there are uh, males behind the counter and females behind the counter. Yep. And 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 boy, I hope I don't do it. But I bet it's easy for a man to walk in and look towards the man. How, it, it, and that's kind oh, of what man. you were talking about, right? Brian, How, Brian, I would ask them, hey, can I help you? And they would tell me, no, I want a man to help me. Uh. And how did so, that make you feel? Because you know, that still I, happens today. It happens in it with race. It happens with yep. with uh, with sexuality. It, yep. it, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I you know I was probably a little young and cocky because I knew what I was doing and I okay. knew I knew what I was doing. You know, I'd been working there long enough and I had the respect of my male colleagues. So there would be a guy standing next to me and he would look up the, the fella's part and he would, you know, that my coworker would say, Oh, it's what she told you. It's the uh -huh. same part that she told you. So they would stand up for me. They would stand in that gap and, and Good. support me. And so we, the, the store had regulars, they got to know me. And so, you know, I built that relationship, but you know, that, that brief experience working there, like I said, it taught me about gender roles. It taught me about how to manage difficult people it taught me how to communicate, you know, with the public. So there was some value, you know, in that job. Mm -hmm. Left there and kind of got into a career track of social services. Um, like I said, I, I got an undergraduate degree in social work. And, you know, I spent some time in some nonprofits here in the in the city of Cleveland and learned a lot. You know, I, 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 I learned a lot. I did community work. I did programming. And so it just it just laid a solid foundation for, you know, 
moving through tough situations, you know, moving into jobs where I didn't necessarily have the the, the right experience, but I knew I could do the work. Mm-hmm. I believed mm-hmm. in myself and I, I had that self-talk, you know, to encourage myself to move forward, not be afraid to ask questions and not be afraid to fail and get back up and keep moving. And I wonder if did the the time you spent in social services, mm-hmm. did it make you a more optimistic and more energetic and let's go accomplish something great person because you're mm-hmm. doing that? Or did it start to show you the other side of life, the tougher side of life? And, and, and so you wanted to improve that. Was it more of a half full or half empty glass that you were dealing with after that? You know, Brian, I would say it kind of balanced itself out. And so it, it taught me, okay, I know I know what what I want to do. I know what I don't want to do. Mm. I know what I'm good at, you know. And so it, it it taught me those things really quickly. But it did teach me that there are, you know, there's a population of people out here that you know they have challenges. They yeah. have challenges. And in that moment, I, I I knew that I wanted to be a part of this process. You know how can how can I be a part of this to help people to continue to move forward. And so it, it kind of built my sense of community. It built, it helped to develop my, my passion for people, you know, um, and it, it, it kind of groomed me as a professional. Yeah. And, and so it all, it all built on each other, yeah. you know, yeah. those situations. It's so funny because I guess about a month ago, I had a woman call me out of the blue and she was a woman that I had worked with about 15 years ago doing community work. We had a really close relationship. Um, She was a a community resident, but very active in the community. And she called me just out of the blue. She had been thinking about me. Yeah. Um, And we just chatted and caught up and, you know, um, she's still doing well, but, you know, those are the impacts that you make, you know, when you're doing good work, you know, for people when it's bigger than you. So, You know, that made me feel good. And oh, know, we just kind of got caught up and reminisced a little bit. And she told me about her grandkids. They're grown now. So it was, it was just, it was good. And so, you know, you ask about what does success look and feel like? That's what success looks and feels, feels yeah. like for me. Yeah. It's knowing that you made a lasting impact, you know, with people's lives that you've touched. Yeah. And so then then what? You're making this difference and that's rewarding for you. And, and then something else changed. What was that? Well, so, so right. I'm making this difference. I'm, I'm in nonprofit. I'm doing that work. And, you know, quite honestly, you know, you, you can get burned out pretty quickly Oh yeah. with, with nonprofit work. And so I felt like I just hit, hit a wall. You know, I've had, had several different positions, um, had learned a lot and I just knew it was time for something different. And so I saw this job at Tri-C some nine years ago. It was for a community relations um, position at the Western campus in Parma, Ohio. Hmm. And so I saw the position, I thought about it and I thought, nah. And then I saw the position again. It came to me again, like within a week. And I said, oh, this is the universe calling me. So I applied for the position and I knew I could do the work but I had never worked outside of nonprofit. I had never worked outside of Cleveland. And so this, this job was in Parma. It was on the West side. I was unsure if I could navigate. I applied for the job and, you know, I did really well in the interview. Yeah, you, you nailed it. Very <laughs> I did, good. I did really well in the interview because I, I wanted the job. And so I got the job and I, I did well. 
I did well. And so the challenge for me was navigating in an institution of this size. You know, I had never been, I, I was used to small nonprofits of, you know, 50 people or less, yeah. you know, as, as a staff. And so yeah. now I'm in this large organization and, you know, I had to figure out how to navigate, you know, what's the politics of the organization, you know, the communication style, just all of it. It was a lot to learn in a very short period of time. Not to mention that, you know, I was picking up a territory of seven or eight different surrounding communities where I knew no one. I had no, no contacts (laughs) in the community. What's that like then at that point, being that far out of your comfort zone? Um, it, it, it makes you nervous. You know, I looked at it as a challenge and I'm going to be very honest with you. You know, oftentimes I would go to community events and sometimes I was the only woman in the room and sometimes I was the only person of color in the room. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you feel out of place, but you know, I know how to operate and connect with people. So I relied on that. But then really very quickly, I realized that because of those two things, people were very curious about me. And so they would come up and introduce themselves to me. So I use that as, hey, I'm going to make this work for me. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good approach. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and so I was able to build very, very good relationships and connections in the community and, you know, in all seven of these communities that, you know, I was responsible for representing the institution and, you know, um, build programming, you know, find opportunities for students to connect in the community find opportunities for, you know, the or the institution to connect in the community. And so it was fun. It, it was fun. I'm a people person. I enjoy meeting people. So while I was nervous, you know, I felt out of place at some times, but I looked at it as a challenge and I, I just kind of took it on, you know, and, and I would, mm. you know, sometimes going into places, you would just have to kind of pump yourself up. Just go. <laughs> just go. Just go just for go. it. Pump yourself yeah. up. You can do this. You know, of course, there's other skills, you know, have something that, you know, you know, sometimes I would take trinkets with me, you know, a tricy pen or a note t- tablet or something to, you know, give to folks as a peace offering. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. And so I was I was very successful at the job. <laughs> and, and, so, and so here's what I'm hearing so far. You went off to school. It didn't work out. You went to the auto parts store. You had all kinds of challenges trying to learn that and navigate that. You found this opportunity at Tri-C coming from uh, your, your social work background and nonprofits. And now you're in this big organization. And the attitude every single time is, you know what? You can do this. Yep. Just go. Just get it done. Yep. And so now here you are. And it was an easy slide up to the dean position. Is that right? <laughs> no, no more grit needed. You know, no. <laughs> yes, yes, no. I mean, it's hard work. It's hard work. It's constant. You know, we're we're at the start of the fall semester, and the work is constant. It it just goes, 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 goes. So you just have to keep up. But what um, was the change that happened in between? So you you've gone now from being uh, in a, in a, a very different position to sure, dean. What sure. what was the hurdles and the, and the grit? What did you have to overcome to make that very big leap from that initial position with Tri C to where you are now? You know, I. I when I reflect on it, Brian, I think it's still um, the drive, the drive to want to do a good job, the drive to be fair to people, the drive to want to learn and grow. And so that's always kind of been the foundation of who I am within a workplace. You know, I've always strived to learn more and or do more. Um, and I've always tr- strived to 
achieve and excel. And so that, I think for me, that's the key. Yeah. Those are the key. That's the key. And so here at Tri-C, I was in that position as the community relations manager for about three years. Another position became available, applied for that. I got that position. And now I'm working at a college-wide perspective. I'm doing mm-hmm. community relations, but it's for the entire college. And so, again, that gives me the opportunity to meet more people with within here, the institution, and learn people and learn different jobs and just build relationships, build solid relationships. Um, I leave that job, I leave that position and then I go to Brunswick University Center. And now I'm serving as the director of the Brunswick University Center in Medina. And so that was that, you know, I was nervous with that because now I'm the director. I am responsible for this center, you know, Mm -hmm the students, the faculty, the building, you know, the programming, it it all lands on me. And so you just, you just gotta, you just gotta have that positive self-talk. You gotta have that. You gotta have good relationships, you know, within the institution that you can lean on and rely on. You've got to have a good mentor, you know, someone that you can just call and say, Hey, I'm not sure about this. What do you think? You know, and they can just give you some honest feedback. Um, but you got to work hard too. And so I just think I have all of that. And that has been kind of the key to my success and the grit that has gotten me through. Now, I'll say this. So now I'm the dean of liberal yes. arts, right? And so I was I was just getting comfortable at Brunswick. I, I had been in the job for a year and a half, going on two years. I was comfortable and I was, you know, I was like, oh, I can breathe now. And my boss comes over and she has lunch with me. She goes, hey, I want to take you out for lunch. And I'm like, oh, no, I have a sandwich. And she goes, no. She goes, no. I want to take food. you. Right. She goes, no, let's go out to lunch. And I'm like, no, but I have a sandwich here. We don't have to go. I wasn't getting it, Brian. <laughs> She's like, no, I want you to go to lunch with me. So we go to lunch. And um, this was summer of 19. So pre-pandemic. And she goes, hey, there's an opportunity for you um, to serve as the interim dean of liberal arts. And I'm thinking, no, I'm just getting comfortable here. Can I say no? This is why I say, can can I say no? She goes, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, so here I am. And, you know, I was, you know, I'm very grateful and I was very humbled. Um, I've been in the role now for a little over a year, but I was in the role. Let's see. Yeah, I was in the, maybe it was last year. I can't, my timeline is all off with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was in the, it was last year. Mm -hmm. So, right. And so I'm here in the role. They, I'm new to the role. It's a pandemic happening and there's all these unknowns and education and I've got to do this job. And it's like three weeks until the start of the semester. Now you talk about stress. (laughs) So tell me about that. Tell me about that. You talk about stress. Oh my goodness. But I relied on the relationships that I had in place. I relied on my work ethic. um, And I just relied on faith at that point. And that's the biggest that thing sometimes anyway. Yeah. 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 That now that was a whirlwind. That was that, that moment was tough. Last, last year was tough for everyone. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm in this new job with new staff, you know, the institution, 
you know, is having its challenges. You know, we've lost staff. We're in this pandemic. We're in this remote environment that we're trying to get used to. I'm trying to learn how to build a schedule and just do yeah. the job and build relationships with 30 plus faculty members that I don't know, you yeah. know, <laughs> new staff that I'm getting to learn. And so it was just, it, you know, it was just a whirlwind of a year. And so, I, like I said, I relied on my faith. I relied on, um, you know, my ability to connect with people and just show grace to other folks as well. I'm interested in, I go, I think back to the auto parts store where people didn't give you the chance because of who they thought you were. And here you are at the beginning of a pandemic trying to become and be the dean of a program with all the teachers who've been there a lot longer than you. Yes. Were there some instances where they just said, look, man, you don't know what you're doing. Just leave us alone. Like, how did that work out? You know, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was absolutely beautiful. And and so I was I'm, I was blessed. And I tell them all the time that I'm blessed with the faculty that I Fantastic. got because their faculty, they've been here forever, you know, 20 plus years. They know yeah. what to do. Mm. They left me alone. There it is. There it <laughs> they is. They left me alone. <laughs> People make leaders, don't they? Don't they? Don't yeah. they? And it's funny. I'm, I'm preparing for my division meeting next week. And so I'm putting my PowerPoint together and I have a slide where I am just thanking them because they gave me the space to figure it out. And I appreciate that. You know, there was times that I, you know, we had our meetings. I did the things that I needed to do with them, but they gave me the space to figure it out. And so I, I so appreciate that. And so it did, it gave me a moment to, to breathe every now and then and to, process what I needed to do and what I needed to learn. And so I appreciate that, that they did give me the space. And so I relate that back to being in this, being on the campus nine years ago and just building relationships, saying hi to everyone, you know, doing what I said I was going to do, having follow up because I had a reputation that preceded me in Mm -hmm. this role. And so when people knew that I was coming into the role, you know, I would hear things like, oh, yeah, I know Radia. She's that makes nice. sense. She used yeah. to work here. Right. And so I, ha- I had that mm-hmm. at least. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so that helped, you know. And so you talk about grit and it's just, you know, being being willing to fail, being willing yeah. to be courageous and being willing to be scared, really, and nervous. <laughs> That's what I want to ask about. I think of all the episodes I've done in Dash of Grit, the answer to this next question might be my most anticipated. I can't wait to hear what you say about this. You, in your history, again, I'll say it again, didn't work out the first time you went to college, became a social worker, came into, you know, you had an undergraduate degree. You are now a doctor. Yes. You've earned your your, your degree as a doctor. You are the Dean of Liberal Arts at Cuyahoga Community College. Yes. What do you say to anyone who thinks they can't do it? They don't have what it takes. They don't have the credentials, the pedigree, the the status. What do you say to them? Because you've overcome every single thing I think it's possible to overcome. Keep moving forward. You just keep going. You know, there was always an element of belief in myself. You know, I always believed that I would achieve higher than where I was, Mm. but I didn't know what it looked like, you know? I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know it would look like 
oh, I have my, ma- my bachelor's degree. Now I'm going on to get my master's degree. And so I didn't know what that looked like. And so people talk about exposure. Exposure is huge because it, it, it can help you see and produce your own future. And so, like I said, I knew I had it in me, but I just didn't know. Now, now, very honestly, after I got my master's degree, I had a family member that went on and got their doctorate. And they were like, oh, you should get yours. And I'm like, nope, I am good. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Um, but being here at Tri-C, you know, it opened up additional opportunities for me. You know, once I started working here, I knew that higher education was the space for me. You know, I, I, I know that I will finish my career and higher education. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know what that looks like. You know, I, I want to continue to grow and develop, but I knew that to stay in higher education and to continue to grow, I would have to go back to school and get my doctorate. And so that was scary too. And so let me back up just a little bit. So when I got the position at the Brunswick University Center, I was starting that new position as the director. I had just gotten married. And I was starting my doctoral program. So I had, I had three life-changing <laughs> events that I was balancing all at the same time. Wow. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, was, that, was, that was a lot. And so every day lot. you just kept on going. I just kept on going because what else can you do? And you kept on expecting more. And, and, I, and I think that's, that's one of the keys as well. So what's next for Dr. Bland? What are the hurdles that you think you need to overcome in the future, maybe for the college or even just for yourself? What, if you keep going, you know, what's next? Well, you know, very honestly, I just want to sit in this role for, you know, a couple of years because there's a lot to learn here. So, you know, I just want to challenge myself to continue to grow and develop within this, in this role. But, you know, I've got some professional development stuff that I want to do, present yeah. at some conferences, do some travel to conferences, you know, that stuff will come. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to continue to grow here, you know, at the college. I just don't know what it will look like. Yet. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Keep what your eyes wide open. And, yeah. and when that opportunity yeah. is there, you're going to jump right in. Exactly. You yeah. are inspiring. And I, and I wonder if there are people that are interested in, in learning more about you or talking to you or, or even about the school and the opportunities. Sure. How might they get in touch with you? Would that be okay? Oh, yeah, sure. So you can um, send me an email and it's radia.blanton at try-c.edu. Um, Brian, will you will you put that out yeah. somewhere? Okay. Yeah, we will okay. put that. It's probably right there on the screen right now. Perfect. For the, perfect yeah, perfect. my post yes. editing people are geniuses. They can handle perfect. it right yes. for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you make magic happen. Yeah, Brian. we make magic happen. So yeah, they'll take care of that. So you can email you and and get a hold of you that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really do appreciate it. Before we wrap up, I want to do a quick uh, a, a quick uh, ad, if you can, if you will, for for our company sure. because you inspired me too, and you make me think of businesses that face these challenges every single day, think mm-hmm. maybe they don't have the pedigree, don't have what it takes to get it, but they just have to keep going. And I think that's kind of what my company Spire does. I think we try to come alongside folks uh, when they're at their plateau or at their seeming uh, peak and and try to get them over those things with ad campaigns and brand awareness and strategy that can make things happen. So folks, if you're looking for a team like that to add to your team, that is Spire. You can find us at spiread.com. Dr. Blanton, thank you so much for sharing your story. It is an inspiration, and I'm so glad you were on the show. Brian, thank you so much for having me today. And folks, if you like that show, 
um, you'll like a few others that we've did. So, so dig around and find another uh, dash of grit that you like and make sure you tune back in. We do this every week uh, with uh, professionals like Dr. Blanton uh, helping to inspire you to get gritty and win the day. We'll see you next time. This is a dash of grit recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. 